And so I would say stop going for low value uh, backlinks. Certainly sure. tier two, tier three, they can be helpful, uh, but you want to focus on uh, quality uh, over um, quality over over quantity. Welcome to SEO Unveiled. Today, I've got a wonderful guest, Harrison Jordan. Harrison is a lawyer at his own practice, Harrison Jordan Law, where he assists clients in the cannabis, psychedelics, and NFT sectors. It's a super hot industry right now. He's also the president of Alan Aldis, a cannabis and psychedelics digital marketing and PR company. And he ranks for things like Cannabis Lawyer Ontario and one of his clients, Upper Room Clinics for Toronto PRP and a whole bunch of other uh, amazing services. He's got a background in writing and journalism. He's got a fresh take on content and I'm really, really excited to have him here. Thanks, Harrison, for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. This is, uh, this is great. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I, I typically like to understand because you've got a really cool background, like how did you, how did you get into SEO in the first place? Well, I've always been a fan of internet and technology and um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I think a lot of people are interested in, uh, but there's some mystique to it. How do I get on Google? How do I, sure. I get up the, the, the search rankings? And as, uh, as someone that has a law practice, it was uh, very important uh, for me in uh, driving uh, new clients to my law practice. I'm a young lawyer and, um, you know, you don't start off with a, a pocketbook of, of clients that you can just call up. And so I've always been interested in SEO even before that. But when I started my law practice, then it really became a matter of I, I need to I need to know this stuff and I need to uh, get on top of it and I need to make sure that on a continuous regular basis uh, I'm on top of best practices uh, so that I can reach people and provide them valuable information and then everyone wins. Yeah, I mean I think it's you know I think it's a pretty interesting industry to come from because. I mean, I know from my background that some of the legal terms are some of the highest cost ones in, um, you know, Google ads and some of the most valuable ones for search, just because if someone has kind of a unique kind of case, it might be worth a lot for, for you know, attorney to be able to take that case and, you know, help that client um, get, you know, get value from their their situation to to recoup some of the the issues that they've had. So I definitely understand that, it, it's such a uh, a good, I mean, it's essentially just a valuable industry. So it's like a good to have that perspective of this is where clients come from. Clients come from search a lot in the legal industry. And so why not understand a lot more about search and how to get those clients? Um, I mean, everything that I know about like the legal industry in the past comes from referrals and a lot of like, you know, expertise in the industry and just people being in it for a very long time. So I think taking the SEO perspective is a different way to essentially set up your own practice. So congrats on, on, on figuring that out so early on. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's great. And you also want to make sure that you have social proof. So if you have reviews, well, first of all, you want to make sure you're, you're, you're getting clients to write reviews on a regular basis uh, on your Google profile. And so when you combine um, good content that provides good value with social proof of people saying, hey, I hired this guy, I really liked him. Um, it, uh, it, it can be a great thing. And it's, it yeah. certainly uh, helped sustain my, my legal practice over the years. 
Yeah, I feel like it helps provide transparency to kind of the referral-based business of the past, where it's hard to really know transparency-wise. You know, I think um, that it's pretty important. Those reviews are helpful. You know, being able to kind of highlight your experience with a with an attorney, um, <laughs> and uh, I, it's just kind of funny because I feel like uh, attorneys sometimes get a bad rap, but reviews I think would really help help improve that. And so that's a really good point. Um, you know, I think. The, the other thing is like, you know, what I'd love to really understand, you know, the tactics that you're typically using to try to try to improve rank. And how did you first start kind of getting getting good rankings? Because you talk about a lot of different terms that you ranked for. Um, and maybe we can start there. Like, you know, what, what kind of tools and tactics are you looking at to try to try to uh, rank? So I'm creating um, valuable content, first and foremost. Um, and from there, um, trying to get as many organic uh, backlinks as possible, um, whether that's from an industry blog or that's from a newspaper writing on um, a related subject. Um, I even uh, look for hero opportunities. Those are help a re reporter out. And there's some other websites now, in addition to hero, there's one called Quoted, Q-W-O-T-E-D which I'm, I'm on the free plan. They have a free plan and they have a, a paid plan, which is a bit costly, but it's, it's, it's probably worth it. Um, I'd probably get more backlinks, but um, I use the, the free version of it. And so there are uh, those sorts of tools um, as well as uh, on Twitter, there are journalists that are looking for requests. And so uh, those are good to build thought leadership and sometimes you even get a backlink from it and it can be a very um, high powerful uh, website when it comes to the um, search metrics. Um, but I think uh, content is king. Um, and you know, when it comes to tactically, um, there, are different, there are different tactics that people take. I, I try to go for, for guest posts where I'm posting um, uh, very valuable content somewhere. Uh, and having that link back uh, to my website, either to my homepage or to a post that I myself have written specifically for the website. And, you know, it's one thing to have backlinks to your website. It's another thing to have backlinks to your site that lead to valuable content where someone who's looking for legal services will say, you know what, I, I read that article and I got value out of it. Uh, whether or not I'm going to go ahead with the legal services, I got value out of that. I didn't just feel like I was sent to a link just so that uh, this lawyer could uh, increase their search rankings. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you know you got to always think about the user and providing value there. Uh, I think it's really, you know, really key. I mean, can you talk about like your take on how to write that valuable content? Because I feel like a lot of people think they're writing really valuable content, um, but it it's it's still a challenge to rank or you know maybe the content isn't as dialed in as it needs to be like what's your take on how to write really good valuable content that can rank yeah that, that's a good question i i think um you really have to take a structured approach right you have the title tags h1 h2 h3 sure. so before before you've actually written the the entire article decide what the 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 h1s the h2s and and the h3s are going to be if you can and there's there's even um, AI softwares with GPD three now where uh, you you can put in title titles and subtitles and it'll actually spit 
uh, something out. Sometimes it's usable, sometimes it's half usable, sometimes there's there's um, uh, there there's uh, some content that say, oh, that would be good to to bring in. But I think if you start from a perspective of um, uh, of making sure you have a good outline. Uh, and of course, uh, always the constant tug of war between making sure that titles and subtitles have keywords, but then not overstuffing them, right? Yeah. You know, you're going to have subtitles that are not going to be there. Some of them at least are not going to be there to rank and are going to be there to provide good content. And so you you might have some subtitles where uh, perhaps it's, it's, uh, it's uh, a, a long tail keyword that maybe not a lot of people have searched for, or some people have searched for, but in combination with the rest of the article, Google will see this is very valuable. It's not just someone keyword stuffing and it's someone bringing a unique perspective, but still talking about the, the relevant uh, matters that Google would want to see uh, for, uh, for content for pages that are, are ranking. Yeah, I mean that's pretty interesting. So you know, you're you're using you're starting with an outline and using some tools to also help inspire parts of the outline. You know, what what are some of those tools that you find valuable? Because AI is a real big debate right now. Um, so I find it kind of intriguing that you're using some AI tools to help define a little bit of the starting part of the of the article, like how to organize it or how what kind of parts of the subject to make sure you don't miss to actually, uh, that seems like a, a, you know, a pretty unique flavor versus just having AI write the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, one of the tools I use is Word Hero. Um, mm-hmm. It is uh, one of the, the AI uh, writing assistants. Um, there are others that are similar to that. There's one called Writer. I'm a huge fan of AppSumo. I'm always buying these, these lifetime deals for, for SEO tools. Word Hero, I really like because you can put the title, uh, then highlight it and say, based on this title, I want uh, 50 words to be developed. You can put a subtitle. Um, you can then click add more, add more, add more. And sometimes it tails off into uh, a little bit of uh, unrelated content. Uh, yeah. I really like how Word Hero is, is set up like that. Uh, but having any sort of AI writer, um, you know, there's uh, there's ones like Jasper where I don't know if they have a lifetime or if they did, they don't have one anymore. They're a bit costly. Uh, sure. But that one I've heard a lot of good uh, stuff about. Um, it's better to have a, 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 an AI uh, content assistant, whatever you want to call it, tool that you can rely on to inspire you, as you say, uh, rather than just not having one and, and just going going in blind. Um, you know, you don't want to rely on it too much. Um, I, I, I don't think there are too many risks of, of plagiarism or, or I would hope not. I've, I've used some of those tools and taken some of the, the content from it. So I, I, I hope it doesn't uh, lead to those concerns. But right. I, I know that if you're just relying on it wholesale, um, you can uh, really um, miss out on putting in valuable tidbits that you as a lawyer or whatever professional uh, uh, you are 
uh, are able to put in that maybe you would know that the AI writer doesn't know. So use those tools, use them to inspire, uh, but definitely make sure that when you have valuable tidbits that maybe this AI writer doesn't have, maybe there's some information you know that isn't broadly known online, including in the article, because if it's something different and something that provides value, then uh, again, when uh, a user reads it, they're gonna feel like, wow, this piece of content helped me out, not just, wow, this piece of content was meant to rank higher on uh, Google. Yeah, 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 that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, you, talk, you talked a little bit about, um, you, know, you know, how to write content that, that gets links to in the beginning. And I kind of want to circle back on that. You talked a little bit about Quoted, a little bit about Harrow. In my experience, I've just, you know, I've, I've put out like 50 Harrow queries and received like one quote in an article. And so to me, it's, it's almost like, how do I figure out how, where to spend my time on backlinks and how do I make it useful? Because, you know, I can't spend, you know, all day writing 50 different queries and get one as a result. It's just too much, you know, manual effort for a lot of people. I, I feel like Harrow is one of those things where it's, a little bit of a challenge to to make sure you get a backlink or not. Um, you talked about quoted a few other things like Twitter. Like how are you how are you finding these groups in Twitter? That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, there's hashtags like PR requests, uh, journal requests, um, and so I, I definitely focus more so on Harrow, but. Um, you, you have to take a holistic approach and you have to niche down. You have to, you know, if someone's looking for a marketing expert, well, everyone thinks they're a marketing expert, but if someone is looking for someone in cannabis law, well, I, I have a few things to say that I think uh, others might not have a, a, a perspective on. Uh, sure. So definitely want to, uh, on, on one hand, uh, cast the net wide, but uh, do it in a way where you're not replying to uh, to requests where there's probably 200 other people that are replying to it, uh, unless it's something that uh, is is really tailored to your niche and that you think you can offer a uh, unique perspective on. Yeah, I think that's pretty helpful of making sure you're niched down when you reply and and try to find some other alternative methods outside of Harrow, like quoted or these t these Twitter groups to kind of um, supplement. Because if you're niching down on Harrow. It's probably like you know one or two requests a week that that makes sense, or one right. or two a day versus you know fifty in a week that you can respond to. Um, so that that's that's pretty helpful. That's pretty helpful. So you know, I mean, one thing I'm I'm wondering is like what trends in general are you noticing in SEO right now that you're really excited about? Uh, well, I'm I'm really excited about uh, uh, local. Um, sure. Local uh, is is very important, specifically as a lawyer, as a service provider. Um, Google is is relying on on local indicators. They want to see content that is related to the locale in which you are um, uh, providing uh, services, and so um, that's very important. And so it's always interesting to see how uh, Google uh, expands um the 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 google maps and business listings um and, and how you can optimize those and there's there's tons of different strategies out there um and there are and you have to take a balanced approach you can create citations directory links as well as reviews reviews are very key 
especially mm -hmm. reviews that make mention of keywords you want to target for, because Google will see that, hey, this, uh, this person is obviously being used for these certain services, uh, and, and that can have a tremendous impact on, on results. So I think local and I think schema is also very important, whether that's making sure that your website has uh, geotagged images and uh, all the pages have a, a specific schema and you've put in tags. Um, I, I really live at the intersection of the schema and, and, and the local. And I think though that that's the, the intersection where um, a lot of uh, the smart optimization is going now. Sure. So when it comes to, you know, implementing some of these things like adding schema or getting, you know, a client to do things that are going to help with their local profiles, where do you typically start with clients and how do you get them to make the changes necessary? Yeah, so you, you want to make sure you have a really good tool. So for our WordPress websites, we use Rank Math. And yep. even just the free version of Rank Math is, is actually quite uh, powerful. There are some schemas that uh, you get as part of the pro version, but by and large, uh, the, the, the free version provides a nice base. And um, one, one thing I'm, I'm, I'm really bullish on, you could say, is frequently asked questions, right? Frequently asked questions, or you know, they don't need to be called FAQs, they can just be questions and answers that you have on the pages that you want to, sure. that you want to rank. It, it will, if you've set it up properly, uh, those uh, questions and answers may actually show up on your, uh, your, your listing on Google and can, and, make the real estate, make you occupy more real estate and can sort of increase the, the thought leadership that's attributable to uh, your website. And who doesn't like uh, uh, consuming content in a question and an answer format, especially when it's questions that these people are looking to have answered. Uh, yeah. And so you, you, you take that with, with the legal side of things. And, uh, you know, I, I have clients and prospective clients say, you really have some good information out there. And it, it, it provides that, that, that level of trust. So I love FAQs because they, they not only um, add uh, some thought leadership aspects to uh, your, your listings on Google, and it, it'll make the, your, your real estate, uh, your physical real estate, what you're taking up on, on the rankings, uh, it'll it'll enhance it, make it bigger, uh, but it also provides content on your on your website, and and you can get lost pretty easily on typing a question and an answer, and you can have a response that's very long, and you know, long content as long as it's relevant and you're not repeating things and it's not, yeah. not duplicating uh, things every other sentence. Um, it can be very very helpful. You know, one of the uh, big ranking factors is how long your content is. Um, sure. and, and of course, you want to uh, buffer it out with images, you geotag those images, you have alt tags, you have captions, you really want to take a holistic approach to uh, developing content and developing the, the schema and the, the, the tags that go along with that, because all of those efforts matter. Uh, but content is king and uh, having lengthy content, again, that's not you know, you're not repeating things over and over again, like like I just said, I'm repeating things over and over again right now. But in, in your content, when uh, you, you have lengthy content that's valuable and that keeps people on the page um, and, uh, and and Google sees will keep people on the page, uh, those those are all great uh, uh, ranking factors. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of it's kind of intriguing 
where um, you have FAQs as part of the schema. Like how many FAQs are you putting on on a page? Are you doing this on typical like homepage landing pages or how, what does it look like? So, yeah, I think, I think uh, the, the, the question schema is good for any types of pages, um, you know, particularly in, in the legal practice, you might have different pages for different types of law or, or different types of cases. And uh, again, people like consuming uh, text content in the form of questions and answers, specifically when it provides a, a value to them. So I think it can be helpful yeah. for, for uh, home pages, but specifically for those sub pages where you might be targeting a specific geography as well as a specific service, um, you're going to be able to provide uh, questions and answers that, that are tailored and that keep people on the page. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's I think that's a good point of like, well, where where can you not put them? Maybe is more right. of a question versus where can you put them? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good. And, and images are very important um, mm -hmm. as well, making sure that uh, that those are geotagged, that you have alt text, that you have the captions. But I, I'm a sucker for for the frequently asked questions. It provides good value. And um, you can put it on many types of pages. It's like the Swiss Army knife of, of, uh, of how you can um, make your content more fulsome, keep people on page and have them think this is very valuable and, and have those people not just in, ingest the content, but make the decision of, oh, I'm going to click on the, the call now button or I'm going to fill out my information. Sure. It can really be the, 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 the tipping point for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, w one thing that I keep on wondering, I feel like you've got a really fresh take on stuff, but, you know, it, in the SEO industry, there's always so many trends. There's always so many people trying to like do this or do that. You know, what what do you think everyone in our pit space should stop doing though? Hmm. Well, I mean, there's certain backlinks that you, you don't want, right? It's quality over quantity. So, um, you, you, you want to minimize the number of blog comment, um, backlinks that you have. And so I would say stop going for low value uh, backlinks. Certainly sure. tier two, tier three, they can be helpful, uh, but you want to focus on uh, quality uh, over um, quality over over quantity. And so that's why I like Hero and yeah. I, I do like um, manual outreach. Um, sometimes that can be difficult, but there's so many um, services out there, helpful SEO services, let's say on websites like Legit, um, that that I use. Um, but on uh, on the other hand, um, it's a double-edged sword because now there's also tons of uh, services that might not be high value. Tons of services where they'll say we'll we'll blast three thousand uh, backlinks in one second to your page, but you don't want to do that. So it's quality over quantity. Um, there are some very good services out there. And so you want to make sure that you're selective with what services you're engaging with. Um, and you want to um, focus on uh, individual backlinks from high value websites rather than uh, try and get lots of um, backlinks from blog comments on spammy websites. I mean, I think it goes without saying, but. I think it can be easy to fall into the trap of, oh, well, I can get X number of backlinks in, in one day. Um, sure. And and so quality matters and putting in uh, efforts, long-term efforts 
uh, sustainable efforts to to grow your website uh, using valuable content that's not just spun content. Um, that's uh, that that's the name of the game. Okay, uh, I mean, I think the question I have about that is, um, do you have like a domain rating, you know, cutoff or you know things like that or you know, where, where's your bar? I, I definitely get the like no com blog comments and no spammy stuff. But between that and like high value stuff, I feel like there's a lot of gray area. There is a lot of gray area. Um, and uh, so you have to look at, at different factors. There's uh, and, and different websites will rank differently depending on the, the uh, metric and who it's put out by. You have metrics that are put out by Moz, Majestic, Ahrefs. And so you sort of have to take a holistic approach and, and look at um, domains uh, in from multiple tools. Uh, one, one metric uh, or criteria, I guess you could say, that I like to look at is spam score. I think there's a spam score uh, uh, metric put out by Moz, or perhaps it's Majestic. And uh, that can tell you if if a website is just um, something spammy, like maybe a like a, a PBN that is uh, just very spammy, has lots of spam sure. versus a, a high quality um, news website uh, that uh, is selective with uh, who they backlink out to. And so, yeah, you need to take a, a, a holistic approach to that. Cool. Cool. And then, I mean, what do you think everyone in our space should start doing differently? Hmm. Start doing differently. Well, I, I, I think that um, SEO is very important, but I think you also have to combine that with other uh, modes of, of uh, internet marketing. So mm -hmm. uh, Google AdWords is, is uh, something that I use all the time. Uh, as well as companies want to start looking into email marketing and SMS. Because mm -hmm. with SEO, that's in a sense, you could say the top of the funnel where uh, people are finding your content. Um, and when you get them on your website, you have the opportunity to get their, their phone number, their mobile number, or their email address, or both. And then from there, you can cultivate a relationship for some services. Um, people want information first and they don't want to be suckered into a sale. They don't want to feel like they're being suckered into a sale. So for, for some service providers and, and for some uh, verticals, you want to use SEO to bring people on your website. It might be hard to convert them into a sale to begin with, uh, but if you nurture them with an email campaign or an SMS campaign, um, you can really earn their trust uh, and then hit them with, uh, a, a calendar schedule link or a page that talks about a specific offering. Maybe you're offering a discounted rate because they're a subscriber. And so I think plugging SEO into the, the other forms of um, uh, marketing is really important. All right, Harrison, I think, I think we got a, a, a lot of great insight into how you do things differently, what things should people should stop doing and start doing, and, and some really good tips and tactics and tools that really help you figure out how to rank better than, uh, than some, some other people in the, in the space. And so definitely want to give you some time to share what you're working on, how people can get in touch with you and, and anything that you'd like to, to chat about. So right at this very moment, I'm, I'm working at building up content and backlinks for my agency, Alan Aldis, 
as yeah. well as my my law firm. And so um, I'm not going to use this as an advertisement, but we are taking on um, uh, new clients at this time. You know, we have the we have the bandwidth, but um, I, I've been very grateful to to work for clients and and have had their their trust in um, in, in optimizing their their uh, websites. And one of the clients now uh, they're having a new website built. And so uh, a big uh, a big challenge is making sure we can retain the SEO uh, uh, juice uh, when the website gets uh, the new website goes live. And so that's something I'm working on now. And it's not the sexiest, not the most glamorous work, but uh, you know, new websites are are always great, especially when when they improve na- navigability and uh, readability and they keep people on page. And so it's not glamorous, but some work in SEO is is um, keeping up with your gains and making sure that um, you're able to sustain them when there's a new website, when there's new service offerings by a company, when they move locations, because then you have to change all the citations. So that's a bit of the work that I'm working on now. Not the most glamorous, but uh, I, I love it because it's uh, it's 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 always keeps keeps you on your toes, and you always have to be on top of uh, what's happening in search engine optimization and what uh, updates Google is making to the algorithms. Yeah, I mean, site migrations are always a high risk kind of thing, and a lot of people in even in my space. So a lot of people actually come to us to do our staging versus production change analysis for site migrations itself. Mm-hmm. So like, I I definitely know that site migrations are tough. There, There's a lot of uh, different stuff, you know, challenges when it comes to, well, are the URLs changing? You know, what, what about the design changed? You know, the navigability, like you talked about, the crosslinks are a big thing too, right? Um, as well as, you know, there's just so many factors that impact it. Um, and I remember, there was, uh, you know, like even just getting the rel canonicals to make sure that those those are the correct ones from your kind of development website to your production when you push it. So there's so much involved with that. Uh, it's one of the reasons SEO Radar was built, but I definitely understand the level of effort and how challenging that is. And uh, definitely, you know, want anybody if they're, they want to get in touch with you to reach out to Alan Aldis, um, the the PR company that you that you're president of. Um, is there any other places that you want people to reach out to you? Oh, well, you can find my law firm website, harrisonjordanlaw.com, as well as the nftlawyer.ca. And that's another thing I do. I, I, I've done at least with, with NFT law. It's a, it's a bit different than the other areas of law that, that, that I have. So I decided to create a, a new brand for it, a new website for it. Um, and so it's, it's always important to... Um, uh, to be very strategic with with what you do, and so I very purposely created a second website uh, for that. But those are the places where uh, where people can find me, as well as uh, alanaldus.com. Cool. Well, well, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. That's uh, Harrison Jordan, uh, and that's a wrap.